how's it going? Hey, friend. It's going. How's it going with you? It's good. It's been a good day. How about you? Good. Um, yeah. My um, pit for the day is I have just felt really like unsettled. Like I don't have a good grasp of my time management. And I think this is just like a super busy season for yeah. us and our family. Um, and then this is the quarter before our busy season at work. And so like, I feel like there's a lot leading up. There's a lot of um, maternal mental health month is May, Mother's Day is in May. And we're a, a, a mom, female organization. Um, and so I just feel like I have a lot on my plate and it's like difficult to prioritize in this moment. Um, and so that's kind of my pit is just this like unsettled feeling. So I'm just like riding the wave instead of directing the wave. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that happens sometimes. I felt a little unsettled. (laughs) But despite being busy, my peaches is I, um, my bosses and I joke, um, because they come, they both joined the organization through like, a a much larger organization. And so yeah. there's, there's a lot more like, it's less laid back, I guess. Yeah. And so I had talked about when I first came in that I'm the type employee that I need feedback. I need, Mm -hmm. and I said, I need either, I need both constructive criticism and ass pats. And they were both like, what? (laughs) Is this like an HR violation that you're asking? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I was just like, no, this is just a thing. Yeah. Where you're like, go team. Like, I don't need like a physical pat on my ass, but I need you to tell me that I'm going, doing a good job. Yeah. In the moment of like, not like, here's my product. And they say, good job. I right, need it right. just more, more organically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got some ass pats today at work, despite feeling very unsettled in my normal life. So I like those ass pats. <laughs> I'm going to start calling them that from now on. <laughs> it's, it's seriously the best. It is. I like that. I like that visual. Right. So then my boss today called it an ass tap and I was like, yikes, that like, we really need to nail down the ass pats because ass tap taps like straight into like tap my ass. Yeah, that that has straight into some straight up innuendo. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a good laugh about if you're going to try to use the language, you need to be very specific that they are pats and not taps. Yes, that does, <laughs> that seems like a very distinct difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to do my peaches and then my pits because my peaches will make my pits make more sense. Okay. Um, so my peaches today is that it was like absolutely beautiful out this afternoon. Yes. And so when we got done, when I got done with work for the day in between like work and picking up the kids, like I sat outside on the front porch in the 72 degree weather with the sunshine on my face and I meditated and then I went for a bike ride by myself. Like that it was just fantastic. Lovely. Yes. Normally like 
I have to ride at like snail speed with Nora on mm-hmm. her bike. And so I go like a third of the distance that everyone else in my family goes and I could like walk it faster than I could ride it. Mm -hmm. I maybe like pedal twice. Um, So I was like, well, I have the option of like doing that or going to the gym. And so I took the bike ride instead. And it was just like glorious to have like the fresh spring air and the sunshine, like in the wind, just like. So revitalizing. Yes. So that was my peaches. And like we grilled out for dinner. It was so great. But then my pits is, you know, we grilled and then we went inside because it's kind of windy, cool wind, and we wanted to eat warm food. And so I was like super excited to go back out after dinner. But in like the 45 minutes it took us to like eat and clean up, it got really freaking cold. And the wind was like, you know, so like the girls and I had to have baseball. And so they left and I got done like tidying up and cleaning up the kitchen. And I'm like, okay, girls, like let's go outside. And we all walked out and we were like, we looked at each other and we're like, this is cold now. Yeah. So the pits was that it cooled down like real quick. Yeah. Like so fast. Like we yeah. Went- to volleyball practice tonight, like very comfortable in a t-shirt and capri. Oh yeah. Things. Yeah. And Sandals. we came out of volleyball and I was like, I need my coat. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> yes. My follow-up pit to that would be, I currently have every season of things in my car, like oh. every season of coat for oh. every person yeah. and like every season of like clothing and toys and things like it's it's all just in there and so you have to like wade through about a foot of seasonal items to get to your seat. I really do hate that about us living in a place with four seasons is that Mm -hmm. like there's these transition periods in like April and October that like literally everything is out because we don't know if it's going to be 80 degrees or 40 degrees. Yes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. It is my least favorite time of organizational. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Spitfires. Do you want to, oh, yeah. do you want to tell your Spitfire story? And then I also have one because it's super timely and relevant. Okay, perfect. So my Spitfire story um, is there's actually like actual spit involved. Not (laughs) only are our children very feisty, when they were in toddlers, they always said goodbye to each other. But instead of like just like little like cute little hugs or side hugs, they would full open mouth kiss one another and this was still when like Caitlin and I were like forming our relationship yeah there wasn't like a level of trust yeah like you and I were just getting to know each other and there was one time I specifically remember us both being there because like both of us had seen it at that yeah yeah but we were both there and it was just the snotty slobbery Mm, the mouth kiss you and I just kind of looked at each other and we're I think that th- I think that this just owns us, and we just both have to, yeah. Like that's their love. And that is that is it. I do think I do think we tried reminding them. We did because we, did. we are. I mean, we are a little bit germaphobic um, to be yeah. like. 
we don't open mouth kiss our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss on the cheek. It, yeah. But they, I don't know if they really complied that frequently. I doubt it. I doubt it. There was a lot. Um, yeah, there was a lot. I know they pretty much like, they shared everything, including their germs back then. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh, I forgot What's your about story? Those open mouth kisses. Okay, so my my story is um is timely and relevant because of my like tangent pit about my car being like a mess with every season into it. But last night when I took the girls to dance, Nora was telling Caroline about her soccer game for the weekend, which she is loving soccer. Color I me shocked because. Yeah. I do not understand. Right. It is a legitimate surprise to me. Um, so on Saturday, as you know, Eric had to work. Mm-hmm. So um, football and soccer, so Norris soccer, Hudson's flag football games started at an ungodly early hour, 8.30 in the morning for football and 9 for soccer. And like, so I had to pay a babysitter to take Nora to the soccer game because it was Hudson's first football game and so I'm like already out money for the day like (laughs) the fact that I have to pay a babysitter to be at my house at 8 a.m on a Saturday yeah um is like usually you know like a few extra bucks tacked on and then like then it also happened to be like basically winter's last hurrah and it was like freezing cold Mm-hmm. And so then I had to pay her. I felt like even more to be like, I'm sorry, this is the worst babysitting gig ever. Please don't stop answering my phone calls. So anyway. <laughs> Insurance payments. It is. I'm sure if Eric knew how much I paid her for like the hour and a half, he'd be like, what the fuck are you paying her for? But I feel like when you when you legitimately, when you ask your babysitters to do shit babysitting gigs – I feel like you do kind of have to pay them more money because otherwise they remember and they're like, oh, is it worth it? And one day it's not going to be. Right. Right. So I try to pay well. Anyway, Nora was very excited because she got to ride in Karina's car to soccer. So now that she's in a booster, she has like so much more flexibility. She thinks she's the shit when she gets to like move over (laughs) to someone else's car. So – She's telling Caroline on the way to dance yesterday about um, how fun soccer is. She was like, and I got to ride in Karina's car. And she goes, mom, guess what? And I was like, what? And she goes, you have to ride in Karina's car sometime. It is so cool. It's like ours. It's an SUV. She's like, it's like our car, but so clean. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hmm. And she goes, there's nothing in her back seats. It's so clean. It looks clean. It smells clean. And she's like, it's so cool. I wish our car was like that. Uh-huh. Same and girl. I go, yeah, yeah. Same girl, same. And I go, yeah, that's because Karina is in college and doesn't have kids who eat snacks and leave parts of their snacks stuck in between the seats or throw their trash on the floor or bring every single toy and or piece of clothing imaginable on every single car ride and then never take any of that stuff out. I was like, that's why Karina's car is clean because she's like, yeah, she's she's one human. Yeah, she's one human who like seems – yeah, seems very tidy in general. I don't know. I've never seen her like personal space. 
And so then Carolyn goes, yeah, actually your car really could use a car wash. <laughs> oh, Caroline Lou. <laughs> because I mean, so she like savage. said it, she did have like, she did comment when she was getting in. She's like, cause my car is like pretty dusty and dirty. And she goes, she goes like, wow, you could really use a car wash. So then she oh, just what? like tacked on to Nora's like, oh my gosh. Out of control. Like, you're going to walk home, ladies. Thanks right. Back. Right. Ugh. <laughs> They're so crazy. So they were fantastic. Anyway, hopefully our husbands had better things to say or do this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> they for sure did not open mouth kiss each other. So No, they for sure. For sure. <laughs> What's your partner praise? <laughs> um, so... Jesse's uncle passed um, back in February, and it's been um, just a lot for his family. He has a pretty small family, um, and there's a family farm involved. And so, like, it just, like, logistically is very complicated. Um, but I have just been so, like, overwhelmed by the amount of, like, love and support he's mm-hmm. offered, both from, like, like a, like a physical support, like, moving furniture out of the house um, and then, and offering to help with planting this season and stuff like that. But then also like this like emotional support that he's able to provide to his mom who lost her brother and to his grandparents who lost their firstborn son. Um, And so it's just been like one of those, like, you know, you get like the welly heart Mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh, He's a yeah. he's big and capable of all these feelings and yeah. So like his love for his family has just really made me like really love and appreciate him more in yeah. those months. It was just amplified. So, ah, that's really sweet. And so now, now mine is gonna seem like <laughs> I'll lighten it up. You can lighten it up, yeah. Um. So my partner prays, and I really sincerely hope that my husband listens to this and laughs um, every March. In I'm I'm not gonna say that this is a military thing because, quite honestly, it could potentially just be made up by my husband. Um, <laughs> but I have seen a couple of other people do it, and. He calls it Mustache March. So so similar to No Shave November, they have like mm-hmm. Mustache March where because like obviously in the military, you can't have like full facial hair. Right. The only like thing that is allowed is a mustache. And like there's only like so far out it can right, go right, right. and so far down. Like there's all these like – There's lots of rules. Yes. Um, and I am just not a fan of the mustache at all. Like <laughs> – it's not that I don't like my husband with facial hair. I actually don't mind it when he has like kind of a well manicured like goatee or like some general like scruff. But I'm very like particular about the mustache because, and I realize this is unfair because it is the only facial hair he's allowed to have on a regular and consistent basis. So anyway, I am. I grew up, my dad has always had a mustache and I love my dad and the mustache fits my dad and it works. And, but like I have grown up with it. And so 
it just mustaches have a very distinct feel to them. And so like anytime my dad would like give me a kiss on the cheek or something like to say goodbye, just to be super clear, I like don't kiss my dad on the mouth. But like (laughs) when he would give me a kiss goodbye, you know, like there's that, like you just, you feel the mustache too. And it's just literally like have felt it my whole life. That's like, that is a feeling or a sensation that I like associate with my dad. Anyway. My point is I'm not a fan of the mustache on my husband because nobody wants to be reminded of their dad when they go to kiss their husband, especially not when he has his bedroom eyes on. Like (laughs) this is like a giant point of contention. Eric maintains that like this is the most ludicrous reasoning on the face of the planet to not – allow or encourage a mustache. And so he gets very discouraged by my lack of support. Like he has has enlisted other people to like try to get me on board. Like I went into our chiropractor one day and he was like, oh my gosh, Caitlin, like Eric brought something totally new to the office. And it was like so great. And and I cut him off and I'm like, are you talking about the mustache? Because it's not (laughs) not that great. He's like, yes, he told me to try to help you help sell it to you. And I was like, well, it's not working. Oh my gosh. So anyway, mustache march. He has been teasing me that like he was gonna keep it through like all of this weekend or this past weekend, even though it was the first weekend in April, so he could have it for drill. And then he was like, actually, I'm just gonna keep it because he's kind of gearing up like in about like in a couple of weeks, he'll like go on a trip and then like it kind of starts his like busy travel season and he'll be gone like a pretty significant amount of time over the next like two and a half months. Um, And he's like, I'm just going to keep it through my May trips. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like (laughs) trying not to show my disappointment. Mm -hmm. But I, I was just like, whatever. Okay. I was like, I mean, I said like, I think I even was like, so you just don't want to have sex? Like, <laughs> is that what is happening here? Because that seems like Because that's what I'm hearing. That's what I mean. Yes, exactly. That's what I hear when you say, I'm going to get my mustache for two more months. Um, but anyway, he like kind of relentlessly teases me about it. And like, I didn't want to be a jerk and be like, seriously, shave it off. I don't like it. Um but anyway, my praise is that he, in fact, did shave it off on Sunday. I didn't see him Sunday morning. And, like, we had some brief – so brief that, like, I didn't even really, like, see him right, more right. than, like, to, like, actually comprehend. But he showed up Sunday night a little bit late to our Bible study with Hudson after baseball practice. And I was like, huh, he looks a lot younger. What is going on? And then it registered <laughs> in the middle of, like, the conversation with our – our small group, I, I looked at him and I was like, oh my God, you shaved it off. And so I just appreciate that he kept it to March and did not yeah. subject me to two additional months of- Of kissing your dad. Of mustache. Oh God, see, it sounds so bad. It does sound really bad. <laughs> Am I, I don't know. We can, we can take a poll or something. Maybe that is a ridiculous, but it's so tactile. And right, like right. for 36 years, that right. has been like the feeling I associate with my dad giving, like saying goodbye to me when I leave right, my right. house. Because yeah, I mean, just a little like for reference has a full yes, beard mustache. Beard. Like he's, he's like lumberjack style. Um, 
And my dad had a mustache, a mustache off and on when I was growing up because my dad is also military. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'd never had that like underlying, <laughs> like <laughs> feeling. And so when Jesse decided to just like lumberjack it, I was fine with it. To be clear, if it's like more than the mustache, so like if he's off for like a couple of weeks or something, right. or but you know, when like it's just the mustache. When it's just the mustache, that's when it's an issue. When it goes beyond the mustache into more, totally fine. Oh totally my God. fine. Huh. So anyway, that's my partner praise. I like it. Way to, way to be, Eric. Good good looking out for your wife and yourself, really. Right. Appreciate Appreciate that. Anyway, today we wanted to dive into this topic of what young boys and girls learn when their moms bear the mental load. So I think this is something that as a mom, I, and like as the person who feels like they like carry a majority of the mental load, I think about all the time. And I, I regularly kind of question what, what is my son picking up? What are my daughters picking up? Is it different? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure it's a blend of both, but I just really worry that in particular, they are each sort of learning like that very gendered bias in terms yeah. of like, this is this is what my mom takes care of and this is what my dad takes care of. And I can clearly see that. And like there, I was kind of reading this article and it's a scenario that I think we're all familiar with. And so the writer kind of goes, starts explaining that, you know, she's got this popular squabble in her house. And and again, I think we can all identify with, she's like my, my spouse who's very involved and is, he, he is participatory, but he's still like the guy who will make a plan to go to the playground with the kids and then like doesn't remember to pack the sunscreen or the snacks or the water bottles. And so, but like conversely, when she makes that plan, she was like, of course, like I have planned for every potential scenario. I have yeah. thought through right. these things. Um, and she was like, you know, this anecdote isn't meant to shame him. It's really meant to illuminate the distinction between like what we millennial women and like most of our generation and generations of women before us were raised. We were taught to take on the invisible labor and men just simply were not like right. going to the park is like literally – getting in the car and going to the park and like maybe we grab a water bottle, right? (laughs) you know? And so I feel like that is something that we can all identify with, right? This idea that like I've thought through every scenario and planned for it so that we can – and we talked about this a lot kind of in the first episode, like so we can Mm -hmm. maximize and make sure that we can like have the tools at our disposal to manage everyone's emotional, like regulate everyone's emotions going into that scenario because- And physical needs. Correct. Correct. Nobody wants to be caught with their pants down and be like, well, now I don't have what I need to get us through this particular excursion. And then we're all, you know, stuck here being miserable. Yeah. And so 
this this to me is like particularly interesting and I'm curious like how you feel about it at your your house um especially cuz like our roles are reversed where your right. daughters are the oldest and your son is the youngest and my son's the oldest and the daughters are younger um I feel like a lot of times like I will hear more often than not my son will be like well why do I have to, and like a good example is our dishwasher, right? Like I am somebody like if the dishwasher is dirty and I've used a dish. I will just put it straight in the dishwasher. To me, right. I don't see the point of like setting it in the sink and waiting until the sink is full. So I have to stare at it all day long and like think about the mess when I could just like put it put in the it dishwasher. In to the me, dishwasher. it's like literally maybe an extra second to open the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And Eric is like the opposite, right? He's like, well, I'm just going to put all my dishes in the sink. And then at the end of the night, Hudson's going to load them all into the dishwasher for me. And it's, we're good. And like Hudson will say like, well, why do I have to do this when I don't see dad do this? And he doesn't say, he's only said it like once or twice, but Mm -hmm. that's sort of like when it hit me and when we're thinking about like for this, um, like for the podcast, like what do we, um, want to talk about. That's why this was like such a big topic for me because I was like, I genuinely like wonder how much of it is stuff that like they're just picking up on contextually from like what they're observing. Right. Just like living in the household. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I would agree that we have, that's like a really, really great example of, we have the ones that I can think of, we have are less like tangible where it's like a direct thing. So mostly we see it like a, well, or like trash on the end table or tissues on the end mm. table. Oh yeah, That's one at our house is that trash gets set there after yeah. they've eaten a snack or mm-hmm. had a candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I get after them to pick it up, Charlotte, our oldest, has said, well, dad doesn't pick up his trash. And mm-hmm. so, like, and it's not that, like, it's not like they're intentionally leaving a mess. Right, right. But maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe, do we need to start modeling that we're also telling our spouses <laughs> to pick up their trash or put their dishes away? But, like, I don't even think that sends the right message either. Right, right. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to parent our spouses in that way right? either. But it's, it is a tricky, it is a tricky scenario because Mm -hmm. it sort of feels like you wade into these waters of like, I mean, technically neither one of those ways is wrong. Like, you know, going back to, you know, like if, if y'all are sitting there watching TV for a while, eat my snack, set my trash on the end table. And then like likely what I assume happens is like you forget and you just kind of get up and go on yes. about your stuff when it gets done. It's not like it's not like it's they not look over and go like, huh, I could throw that away, but I'm not going to. I'll just leave that for mm-hmm. Caitlin and or Caitlin or Angie to pick up. Um and and similarly like with the dishes, right? Like right. it's it's kind of like a especially in the dishwash like dishes in the sink scenario. Like it really is just preference. Like I get it. It like at the end of the day, it's probably six one way, half a dozen the other on like whether you load all at once or load as you go. Um, So then it feels like you wade into this awkward water of like, I feel like my way is just better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, 
yeah, why would I want to leave my trash on the end table all day when I could just throw it away? But that's right. like not a message you want to articulate to your kids. Like, right. well, my way is like better. Superior. Than, or better. Superior <laughs> because, I mean, it's not. It's just like it's sort of like my preference mm-hmm. ultimately is what it comes down to. <laughs> but then also I feel like too maybe sometimes it's hard because like whereas our husbands will like – eventually like, you know, after a little bit of time, likely within the same day and within a reasonable time period within the same day, we'll like pick that stuff up and like throw it out, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do that. Like, you know, next time I really get up or when I'm like totally done watching TV and I'm I'm moving on, like I will collect my stuff and toss it out. Whereas like our kids are just like on to the next thing. So like, you know, they don't necessarily have the like, um, understanding that the difference between like dad and them is that, you know, dad eventually like looks over and goes, oh, I should throw this away. Yeah. Whereas can he just walk away? And, like, <laughs> man, I really messed up that play, that play <laughs> yesterday, but you know what? Right. No. I'm good. I don't actually feel like cleaning it up. So therefore I shall not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like this interesting scenario that like we end up kind of playing out, right? And so I was I was looking into because I'm like, where where does all of this start? And this is fascinating. And as a marketer, I feel like particularly connected to this because so often like in history and like throughout like societal behaviors, a lot of them come from marketing, the good and right. the bad. Like, Absolutely. Um, you know, and I mean, if you want to get super technical, marketing is like um, not even – it's not like it's the tail that wags the dog necessarily, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's like capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear me go on a, go on a rant, you know, like um, stuffed crust pizza, for example, was – specifically created and marketed so that um, dairy farmers could sell more cheese. So like things like that happen all the time, right? It's not. Right, right, right. So in the 80s and the 90s, there was this like campaign that when girls were taught that we could do anything, right? Like anything you can do, I can do better. Yep. And that was the messaging. And again, like if you recall, this is like when women were starting to like work outside the home and all those things. So so in all of our infinite wisdom, we started telling young girls, like, you can do anything. But the messaging to boys did not change. The messaging no. to boys did not become, hey, uh, girls can do anything. You should be doing more things. Yeah. And so, right. we, <laughs> so we encouraged women to and girls to go out and do anything. But we did not, like, encourage boys to, to- – to support. Step it up and to support in there. So, you know, what ended up happening is that boys started witnessing like mom can – mom goes out and works, but she's still the one who answers all the questions like what are we having for dinner? Where are we going at the – you know, what time is practice? So where is my – What's happening this weekend? Yeah. Like she still knew all the stuff and the things. And so then that also like demonstrates to our girls – like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to model that behavior. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like where like contextually and as like a little history lesson where all of this like 
comes to fruition and how over time we've just like really perpetuated these sort of like gender norms norms that like our kids are like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Like I will just model what my dad did, right? Mm -hmm. And like I feel like you see this or you saw this a lot like back when young men would like apprentice with – like who, you know, for their craft or their life skill or whatever it is, right? And the girls would also like stay home and like learn their cooking and their sewing and their stuff and their things, you know? So it's very interesting that we want to raise these like strong, capable girls and that's the messaging that we give to them. But we don't raise our boys to be aware and cognizant of the mental load in the relationships and in their households. Yeah. I think this also just like highlights how important and how significant modeled behavior is. Mm-hmm. Like we all know, and we can talk in circles all day long. I can drive home any message to my children with words over and over and over again, but like even you and I are guilty of modeling behavior that we do not want Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our girls and our boys to model. And so like, it just, like, I just think it's so, it's so important that we are putting actions where our words are, because that's going to be more of the change Mm -hmm. and that we're following up with, like the words can be supportive, but the actual modeling of the behavior, I think, is so much more important than, excuse me, um, telling the girls that you can do anything and telling the boys to support their wives. Right. It's it's like that um, saying, do as I say, not as I do, yes. you know, where we like tend, you know, I feel like, um, especially I feel like that was said to me a lot, especially by older generations like uh-huh. and and like in the workplace and things like that where it's like no no, no don't <laughs> don't model my behavior do like what, what I I'm tell telling. you not what I don't copy me um and so it's it's funny because it's like we're aware we've got a self we've got enough self-awareness yes to um say that but not as much as we need to kind of like change it and nothing is more humbling than when you see your child like copy a behavior that you're like, ooh, <laughs> that is an ugly, ugly thing, you know, like whether it's like, like a tone of voice or a way that you I, respond like, in certain situations, like I didn't like that mirror look. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ooh, yeah, it is um that is like a tough pill to swallow when you like also acknowledge just like, ah, that's my shit behavior you're modeling right. there. Sorry about that, world. <laughs> right. So what suggestions do we have to change this? Hey, it's Caitlin here with a quick break to talk about some of me and Angie's favorite people and places. We don't have show sponsors or paid advertisers, but we do have support from a lot of amazing people in our lives. Let's talk about quality, affordable childcare. If you're in the Papillion area and you want to find a place that really feels like an extension of your own family, where they mirror and support the things that you're working on at home, but feels like a really fun, 
enriching learning environment, our House Children's Learning Center is the perfect place. It's where our families met and it holds a special place in our hearts. Schedule a visit by reaching out on Facebook at Our House Children's Learning Center. All right, let's talk about fitness. In November of 2021, I started working with Marcus at Thriving Lives Fitness. After three kids, I really just wanted my clothes to fit better and I wanted to feel more confident in my own skin. What I love about working with Marcus is that he treats me as a whole person. He doesn't just give me meal plans and workouts to follow each week. He cares about things like my stress and my digestion and my sleep, all things that impact my fitness. Plus, he can work with you from anywhere. My clothes fit better because I've lost weight. That's definitely true. But more importantly, I feel like I've created a healthy lifestyle that I can support my family and I long-term with. The last person I want to shout out is our lovely guest from last week, Melissa Bloom. She is one of my absolute favorite people. She is so calming and grounding and just brings this amazing energy into my life. If you have been struggling with purpose or feeling like you are living up to your potential or you just want to find more joy and contentment in your life, Melissa is the person for you. I love that she tailors all of her plans and all of her client coaching to really be about what is important to you and aligning you and the things that you do on a daily basis to finding and being in alignment with those things. Find her at the path to joy and melissabloom.life. Now back to the episode. Here's here's one and this this I feel like I was kind of on the fence about including this because It feels so broad and vague and it's that like husbands can learn and model anticipating, right? We talked about like kind of what comprises the mental load and that anticipation of needs both like physically and emotionally is where we bear a lot of or where a lot of the mental load comes from. Right. And so like husbands learning and modeling that anticipation so that like our children can mimic them seems like, you know, it was kind of like when you Google it, that's like the top suggestion basically. But it seemed so like what is the word that I am looking for? I I can't put my finger on it. But basically like if that was so easy, like wouldn't wouldn't this be a non-issue? Right. Right. Like it if, almost if feels my, like patronizing. Yeah. It was and so I was kind of like I was on the fence about it, right? Because you could unpack that one thing. Like you could have you could have a whole podcast probably about just how husbands can learn to model anticipation in and of itself. Like right. that's a whole thing. So I was that's really right. on the fence about including it because I I don't know, like you let's like if I break that down, I think about, okay, how do I have that conversation with my husband? Like I've got to teach him or like introduce him to the idea and like help bring awareness. I want to say teach because that sounds sort of like um, like I'm on a little like pedestal lecturing right. him. Because it really is like this like <clears throat> they don't know what they don't know. 
Yeah. And so to be like, hey, you need to be better at anticipating things. I feel like my husband would be like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, do I not do that? Like, do I not anticipate that like our kids are going to need to go to bed and that they need food? Right. right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. You know, and so to me – fine tooth comb details. Yeah. To be like, okay, well, we – need to, okay, we've got baseball practice at six o'clock tonight and we need to anticipate it. Like today is a perfect example. This is not how our evening went, but it very well could have easily gone this way. It was like the first warm day. It was like 72, which, you know, 72 coming from the low thirties and forties basically feels like 110. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like, my kids were shooting water guns in our backyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At each other. Like, yes. A hundred. Yes. My kids were like, it's basically summer. I don't see, like, I am sweating through my clothes. They were outside for half an hour before I picked them up at daycare. And they were like beet red. They were a little bit sunburned. Like, so you could, like, part of what I think the mental load is in, in today's scenario is, I look at that and I knew going to daycare is like, it's going to be the warmest part of the afternoon. They've been outside playing. Um, They're going to be hot. Nora decided to wear pants and a long sleeve shirt, despite the fact that she was told like, hey, it's going to be warm. You could probably at least put on a t-shirt. So they're going to be hot. They're going to be super thirsty. I should think about having water bottles in the car. I should at least anticipate that by the time we get home, everybody is a fucking mess, like (laughs) more than normal because we have like overheated and it's basically heat exhaustion at this point or what feels, you know, to their little bodies as heat exhaustion. Um, And going to need to like hurry up and get dinner cooked because we've got to leave 30 minutes before practice starts because on the other side of town, you know, like. That's a lot of things to think through, you know? And so, like, I'm, you know, walking in the door going, okay, like, everybody get some water. Everybody take 10 minutes and, like, sit down despite the fact that it's really nice out. Everybody go find, like, a cool place in the house. Sit down. Like, let's just compose ourselves. And then, like, we can start, you know, I'm going to hydrate you. I'm going to feed you some extra snacks. Mm -hmm. All of those things, right? It's that, like – Because it's the long-term goal, Correct. Of just sure. getting to baseball practice, yeah. not in like full meltdown mode. Like, right. how do I set you up for success? For success. For hour and a half long baseball practice, which, by the way, is going to be outside, and I thought would be warm. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was back to fall. Well, right. we'll say spring. I mean, like early spring. You know, so we ran through the gauntlet of seasons. We had winter, spring, and summer today, and so. The goal is how do I get you through practice and like to bed without you just being a complete and total mess? Yeah. Whereas like, you know. Suck it up and deal with it. Suck it up and deal with it. Or just thinking like, okay, we need to get dinner and we need to get to baseball. Like you could really simplify it like that. But again, that anticipation of what could possibly be like on the first warm day of the season. So that's why – and that's like one small part of it, right? And so how do you unpack that for your husband in a way that like – see, this is where it could be a whole – A whole thing. A whole thing, right? This is a whole episode. This is – so I don't know. I was – 
what's your take? Is this like a fair suggestion to include to say like, here's how you can work on this and change it? I think it's both, but I think like it's a moving target because there is so much Mm -hmm. and it's not a change that like they can start putting their shoes in a different place because it's helpful. Like this is like a lot of change. And so I think, well, hi, Willa Bear. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, so like, I feel like it's something that our husbands need to be like cognizant of Mm -hmm. and practicing always, but I don't think it's as simple as our husbands can learn and and model anticipatory behavior. (laughs) Like the sentence doesn't do the ask justice. Yes. That's a perfect way to phrase it. It's just so, so big that it seemed like an oversimplification. And it was like, well, shit. I mean, if I could, if we could do that, this would be solved. Yeah, that. that's it. This is actually just like a few episode podcast, and we're done. We've we've like, solved the problem. Yeah, don't touch, please. Don't touch. Don't touch. But yeah. So some of the other things that we can do um, is non gendered chores. So I love this. I love I, this one. This one just makes so much sense because we don't want to give our boys the once in a while chores, and, while giving the girls the daily one. Basically. Setting them up for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bearing the mental load because right. every once in a while tasks like mowing the yard, mowing the yard, raking leaves, cleaning up dog of, poop, like yeah. things that like you only have to do. It's not a daily thing, right? It I mean, doesn't. The dog keep, poop should be. Hmm, I don't know. Not at our house. <laughs> not at our house. <laughs> We've got enough room. We just walk around some of it. <laughs> But yeah, it's like this this behavior that like what we're teaching them then is that boys have the luxury of doing Yeah. And, and the girls don't because there's our daily and the boys are weekly every I feel like my husband fell asleep if she's just like wandering down here because I've not heard him like call 112%. <laughs> Eric is snoozing away. He's not? Can you go find him and see? Go see if dad's asleep. Yeah, is he playing hide and seek? Yeah. Go see if his eyes are hiding. If they're clo- if they're closed, Willa, look at me. Willa, if dad's eyes are closed, go peekaboo. Okay? Can you go do that? Nope. 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 <laughs> You what? I want a banana. You want a banana? Yeah. We don't have any bananas. Can I give you – didn't you already brush your teeth with Dad? Why? Uh, I'm going to – hold on. Pause. Yeah. I'm going to run her back up there. You're good. <laughs> what? I'm Can you say bye-bye bye to Angie? Bye-bye, Willa.
he's not asleep. There was just a jailbreak. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so he thought, he thought she was asleep or like in her room and she's not. Uh, can you hear her screaming in the background? I can. Well, I did. Okay. Well, I can't hear her anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. We need like a sound bite to be like, thank you for your patience. While we <laughs> like short <laughs> intermission. <laughs> I'm going to find that. I'll find some like intermission music and just be right. like, do, 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 do. Seriously. And then. But, that. So what we were saying is that when we do give the boys the once in a while chores, we're essentially giving them permission to turn off their mental load while mm-hmm. girls chores have to constantly be turned on and anticipating in yeah more frequent way than the boys. Yes. I, so this is something that I like, I think back to my childhood. And so my mom ran like a home daycare Mm -hmm. and every single night it was like me and my brother's responsibilities to, um, do the dishes and empty the dishwasher and sweep the floors, right? Because, like, the next morning we would, ha- like, basically clean up right. um, so that, like, the kids were coming into a clean house the next morning. And my brother and I alternated. So, like, growing up, I feel like I don't, th- it, I don't think it was a conscious decision by my parents at all to be like, we're going to split these, like – girl chores between the two of them, right. it was like, we are outsourcing our labor. All of these <laughs> things have to get done and we deserve to sit down on the couch and uh-huh. watch TV while you guys take 20 minutes after dinner to like sweep the floors and get like the kitchen presentable again. Yes. I have a friend who um, she has two, she's my neighbor and she has two young boys and she calls these – she calls them husband lessons. Husband. And so whenever she, like, finds something in her house that is, like, like a toilet seat is left up or, like, you made a mess on the counter and you didn't, like, clean it up or something like that uh-huh. – um, she will, like, call her boys over and she's like, okay – husband lesson time and she's like someday (laughs) when you are living with a wife here's what she will expect from you and then she makes them like do the thing and she calls them husband lessons i love that which i think which which i think is beautiful to be like hey i'm just gonna let you know this shit's not gonna fly like when you are living with Exactly. As a partner in the future, they will expect you to do basic things like X, Y, and Z. Yes, absolutely. We're actually working on a chore chart, like a more formalized chore system Mm. in our house. Because Jesse and I talked about doing allowances and what that looks like. And yeah, it's just like interesting to think about like, Because what we, like what our model is less, because we have three big girls, like we don't have, like Warren um, (laughs) is not doing chores. We're like 
modeling small things like he's responsible for taking his plate from yes yeah the table to the sink yeah um and then he helps us I use in quotation marks put away his laundry like right. just like kind of modeling that behavior so like this is something that you eventually are going to have right, to do right right they're more like life skills at this point like they're yes, basically that's a great like, way I need you to you should yeah. be able to put away your laundry and so what we're like to, like trying to figure out right now is less defining like boy and girl chores, but more right. so like what should be expected of you as just like a member of our family? Yes. Yep. And then yep. what is above and beyond additional? like that I'm yeah. willing to pay you for. Right. Yeah. And so like Justin and I were saying that like we don't get paid for being parents. Parents, yes. So like we don't want our kids to be paid right for feeding the dog. Right. But like, if you like, I need you to also not just do the paid chores and completely forget. And so we're narrowing down the system. But like, that's how like, going into this, like, that's how like, we think of chores now. It's not necessarily this like, gendered landscape. It's more what are just I'm a member of this family chores and what are like extra chores that are really, really helpful. But yes. And those feel like those once in a while chores. Yes. It's so funny that you say this because I was actually, I'm like just thinking about this. So that's another, one of the things one of the suggestions that I came across pretty frequently was like to pay both your God damn it, my cats. Oh, are they hungry? Yeah, it's 30 minutes past Beatus cat's feeding. So he's knocking oh. all the cups that are probably full from we dinner. Beatus cat. Yeah. So paying both genders equally, which BT dubs, <laughs> what parents are like, I'm gonna pay my daughter. Right. I'm gonna pay my daughter two dollars to to clean the bathroom, but I'll pay my son five or four. I like, wonder uh, that can't be a thing. So no, what I think I what I <laughs> I'm hoping that the message here is that because the daily chores are daily and oh. take less time. So that it's like, oh, the I'll girls can yeah. $1 for doing the dishes and $1 for doing the sweeping, but then the boys get paid $5 for mowing the lawn. Yes. That, that makes a lot I think that's probably that's the gotta best. That's got to be it. Like, that has to be it because I was like, what? <laughs> who, who intentionally creates the gender wage gap <laughs> for their kids? They're like, their let me tell you about this glass ceiling, honey. Right. Uh, we're just I'm just gonna teach you the cruel ways of the world now (laughs) you get 76 cents for every dollar your brother makes that's how it works in the world that's how it works in his house oh my gosh no okay but back to like this like chore chart because we have had this convert we've had this exact conversation before and I think Mm -hmm. and again I think this was kind of similar to how like we grew up there are basic things that like we were required like keeping our rooms clean was a thing that we had to do but then like every Saturday morning my mom 
require that everything got dusted and floors mm-hmm. got swept and vacuumed. Yeah. Like ours was Sunday afternoon after church. Okay, we yes. Do anything? Yes, ours was Saturday mornings. We could not. We had to listen to Celine Dion or Reba McIntyre. And you could not do anything with your friends. You could not even take phone calls from your oh, yeah. friends to do anything until your chores were done. Yeah. Um, you know, and you were only resp- – I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like I think that it, it really could not have taken maybe half an hour if you were being like oh, real right. yeah. about it. Um, but – and it was it like – It felt like just, an eternity. It did. As a 13-year-old. As a yes. 13-year-old, I yes. was like – And you just what? had to alternate. You were only responsible for one thing. Like your room needed to be tidied up and then you had to dust or vacuum. Like it wasn't yeah. – so anyway. Um, but we have had this like same conversation. And as I have been thinking about like this like kind of two months where Eric's going to be gone pretty significantly and I've I've thought about this before in the context of like – there are just some additional things that like um I would love to just pay a housekeeper <laughs> to do right. but alas my monthly budget does not support yeah that. yeah um, yeah you have a child labor budget <laughs> I, I do exactly I have a child labor budget and unfortunately the only children that I am legally allowed to labor are my own are your own <laughs> so um I shouldn't say unfortunately realistically, they're the really? only ones I can force to work inside my home or I would. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm going to have to heavily edit that sentence to make me not sound like a horrible person, but please know that I... No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Um, so here, you know, like here are kind of the basic things and like we've identified some of a, a lot of them are like, these are the daily things that we have to do. The dishwasher has to get emptied and loaded multiple times a day. The cat litter has to get scooped The you know, like you've got yeah. to do these things. Like you, I am going to like start teaching the kids to like Hey, you like you are responsible for getting like your laundry into like the washer and getting it started. You know, like some of these things that like they can start doing. But then there's stuff where it's like, okay, like cleaning the hall bathroom, for example. Like bathrooms are a big pay God, job at our house. Yes. I will pay you ten dollars, which seems that's ridiculously hey, well, overpriced. Clean your bathroom for ten dollars. <laughs> Hired. <laughs> However, your expectations of my work have to be the same as Nora's. <laughs> so you're gonna lay on the floor in the bathroom and cry and, and like cry. scream for three hours, and then like <laughs> she really yeah. does enjoy cleaning the mirrors. So that is her like one thing that she anyway. Um, anyway. Low expectations is the point there, but that's like you know the way that I have been thinking that I am going to do it and just in general, like, so this will be kind of the start because I'm going to need the extra set of hands anyway. But then I feel like it's something that we can like maintain is like, here are the things that are like beyond and like just kind of having a list and saying like, this is the going rate for those things. Like cleaning, cleaning the bathroom, here's everything that it entails. And like for all of, when all of these things are done, like you get, three bucks or whatever it is. Right. Um, 
you know, going outside and picking up sticks before dad mows, like, and it's things like you can look at and you can decide which ones you do. I don't care. I'm not going to assign them, but I'm just going to say like, here's the list of stuff and things that has to get done that I am willing to pay for. They will all get done regardless, but you like, if you want to earn some cash, like yes. here's an easy way to do it. And these are sort of the above and beyond things. Um, you know, unfortunately, if nobody chooses to do them, it's not like I feel better paying myself the total of $10 or whatever. Right. For well, what those. we talk about with those extra chores, the like the frame or lens that we use with our kids is like somebody's going to have to do it. And if it's going to be mom and dad, that means less mom and dad time. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. playing or doing things, going places. Right, right. And I said, that's fine. Like we will always make time for yeah. our family. But at the end of the day, the sticks are still going to need to be picked up before he mows. Yep. And so you can do that while I'm finishing up with this other task that a child cannot complete. Right, right. And then we can save time. And so I try to make it this like cooperative Yes. Yeah. Like them understanding both the consequences of them choosing to do that. Consequences is too hard of a word, but. But yeah, like the effect. It's the effect. effect. Like, you know, if you choose, if you choose not to do this and you just want to sit and watch your Saturday cartoons for another 30 minutes, then that's fine. But I have to do this other thing, which is going to take me maybe a little bit longer than 30 minutes. And then I'm going to have to do the thing that was going to take you. Yeah. I'm going to have to go do the sticks, which is going to take me like another 15 minutes if I'm uninterrupted. (laughs) But because you will probably interrupt me 15 times in the 15 minutes it takes me to do this, it will probably take me 45 minutes. So now our whole morning is gone. So now when we could have maybe had like a few hours to go to the zoo or the park, we're going to have maybe an hour or two. And that means that like also our choices of what we can go do are drastically different than like, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a really smart way to discuss it. And it feels like very, that feels like a conversation that is very like easy to have, right? Like you can start introducing and like trying to help them understand this right away. It doesn't, yeah. you know, like it, it doesn't it's seem not like too big of a concept. It's not. And it's not something that I feel like is, um, you know, a hard buy-in either from, right. from your partners to be like, Hey, I, you know, the, uh, the allowance thing I know I see so many different articles. It's like, mind-boggling how anybody manages to raise a kid and make a decision. Um, But so that, you know, might take a little bit of finessing, but the concept of like, hey, here's here's what it takes to like make this household functional. Mm -hmm. We can either spend all day letting me do this stuff or mom and dad do this stuff, or you could pitch in earn a little bit of cash for it and like, let's be on our way and go do something yeah. fun. Yeah. Dealer's well, choice. I'll, I'll share my chore chart with you later with what I'm like coming up with. Yeah. I'm, I'm have- super interested. Cause I, I've sort of been like making a list of things that I'm <laughs> like, 
I just wish like I had a little bit more help with these things and uh-huh. they're not, I mean, they're not going to have a choice when Eric's not here. <laughs> Other people will be helping me. Right, right. Because I don't think my babysitter accepts payment for just coming to my house and not actually watching my kids, but just doing kid-related upkeep. Yeah. But if she does, I might pay her for it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So like kind of tangent to this, and this is something else that I think is really smart that it was like this light bulb moment that I didn't even consider is teaching a lot, like teaching the planetary planning and the anticipating and the monitoring portion of their responsibilities. So like Nora's responsible for feeding the cats and the dog every morning and every evening. And so instead of just saying like, you're responsible for feeding them and reminding her at, you know, seven o'clock or whatever to be like, hey, you Mm -hmm. need to feed the dog his dinner. Also saying when Gunner's food is getting low, it's your job to make sure you write it on the list. So like we know, I mean, obviously, like I think we would be keeping kind of an eye on it, but you know, and like, but teaching that like whole concept thing, yeah. you know, or even the four like four steps of mental load. <laughs> correct. Like you need to anticipate, you need to plan, you need yeah, you need to do all of these things. Um And likewise, you know, I've thought about this with laundry as well, where like, um, you know, I have tried and it has been very unsuccessful where I've been like, if you are getting low on clothes, it is your job to tell me when you have – and I tried to like put numbers to it. I was like, if you have only two pairs of pants left in your drawer – I need you to say, mom, I only have two pairs of pants left in my drawer. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you have enough laundry to get you to the next laundry day. That has like never worked out and inevitably I'm like Febrezing a pair of pants that I have deemed not (laughs) too smelly from a kid's clothes hamper, Um, which like a nine-year-old boy, like we're really starting to teeter on the like – yeah. This this is not going to be an option for very much longer. Like come this summer, I think we will have passed the ability to do that. Yes, you will. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so – but thinking about and going like it's not just um, taking your hamper and like setting it by the, the laundry room so that I know or taking it and like putting it in like – need I remind you, you don't actually put all of your dirty clothes in your hamper. So I need you to like survey your room and Mm -hmm. collect all of the things. Otherwise we're only going to wash one or two pairs of pants and some shirts and like a pair of underwear because the rest of it is like, so thinking about and going like, okay, doing the laundry means I have to look around and see what I've missed and I need to separate the towels out and like all of the steps to it versus just teaching them like you do laundry by putting what's in your hamper into here. Right. Like right. You, you need to be able to determine how many days until you need your laundry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's – so this concept is like – I, the perfect example was the TikTok that I sent you mm-hmm. earlier this week where she was like, 
it was my husband's a great partner. Like he is super involved and whatnot. And it's his responsibility to bathe the kids because that's just how they work. She was nursing. Yeah. That's where she was nursing. She was like, I, we started this when I was nursing. And so while I nursed at night, he was responsible for getting the older ones. Yeah. The, the rats. She was still feeling resentful, not because he wasn't bathing the kids. He was bathing the kids, but because after he bathed the kids, there was still wet towels on the floor and Mm -hmm. there were bath toys all over the bath and there were. was missing and. Yeah. yeah. So she like, couldn't like actually just get was, in and take a shower. Yeah. So like while he took a piece, really yep. what she was wanted and needed in that moment was taking the whole piece. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like I just was just like – she just articulated it in a way that I yeah, had always struggled with. Yes. I need you to finish it. Yes. All the way through. I need every step completed in order for me to feel like you have truly taken over this task. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. We had this We had this conversation. So we were talking about um, dinners and our meal planning. And we currently came up with this system not too long ago where we like split the week basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it <laughs> – where that originated is because um, – Eric and I are both like people manager people and we have difficulty like basically neither one of us likes to just sit back and let the other one <laughs> be, the, <laughs> be the manager of the thing. Um, so he has like a very different meal planning and prepping process than I do and we have – so finally we were like, you know what? We're just going to split this shit down the middle. And, and that was fine. And so he had like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we agreed that Sundays would be like our joint like thing. Um, or we would take turns or whatever it was. Weekends are pretty like fluid. Um, and so we got in, so like we kind of got into this argument over like dinners because, um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we didn't have anything planned. And then Thursday, he like had – he did plan. And then I was like, but I already have my things. And I was like, what right. are we doing? You know, like – and I was frustrated. And so like we got it like we kind of like we're not very happy with each other. And finally like we talked it through and I used this example. I was like, here's – you know, like here's why I was really frustrated – I, I handled it like shitty on my end because I like didn't say that I was frustrated Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, even though I was. So then on Thursday when really it was, you know, his point was like, you could have just been like, oh my gosh, now we basically have the next seven days. He was like, instead you were like, what the fuck? Like, take care. You know, like I, I handled it poorly a hundred percent. And I was like, you are right. What I wasn't saying is that I was like annoyed as shit about Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And so I did not think it was. And so I couldn't appreciate. And so I could not appreciate. Yeah. Um, so that was on me for not like communicating better anyway. So we had this conversation and I was like, listen, you know, in the past you've said that like, I feel micromanagey and that like, I can I can see that because, again, we both, like, have a way we like things done. Right. 
it was like, so I was trying to like give you space to like find your own way and not be a jerk to you about it and like make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. But it was like stressing me out. It was making my nights more difficult um, because those are the nights that like I – we have dance and we have swim and those are things that – those are the things I'm responsible for. Um, so I used this like scenario and I was like, you know, even even the week before you got dinner stuff ready and – or you like picked out the protein and then asked me what I wanted, I said I didn't know because I didn't. And in my head, I was like – That's on you. That's on you. Like, you're the boss. You – like, my requirements are protein and vegetables. Like, that's what I would like with my dinner. I am flexible outside of those two things. (laughs) And so – and, like, when I had, like – on Monday afternoon, I texted and was like, hey, what's for dinner? And he was like, don't know. You never got back to me. And I didn't say anything about that. You know, so like by the time we had this argument, like I – this had been like festering for a little while. So I handled it very poorly. Um, but when we were like going – like when we were talking it out, I was like, the thing is I want you – like we split this up so that it was less for me to deal with to do all seven days, but then I need you to take it from beginning to end. I do not want you to be like, well, you didn't tell me what you wanted me to make with the hamburger or you didn't tell me how you wanted the chicken cooked or what vegetables you wanted with it. I was like, start to finish, it needs to be yours. Otherwise, it's not really like off of the brain. Alleviating. Yeah, it's not off my brain. Then I still have to like put on my list, get back to. Because you're still anticipating, <laughs> yeah. monitoring. Correct. Correct. And like as soon as I said that where I was like, do you, where I kind of like gave that example where I was like, so do you see why like I still find it frustrating because it's not like start to finish? The light bulb went off, I feel like, for him too, where he was like, oh, Oh, I can get why that still annoys you. And I, yes, I could appreciate that. So I felt like it was a really good, um, ultimately it was like a good conversation around that, but yeah. that was like a huge, like aha moment, I think for the both of us to be like, start to finish. If it's not start to finish, then it had like, you haven't really taken it off. Lighten any load. Yeah. You really haven't. Right. And so to provide our children, like teach our children those skills on how, what is encompassing Mm -hmm. start to finishing a task, I think is going to set them up for success in the future with their relationships, girl, whether they're a girl or a boy, when they marry a girl or a boy, like they will know that when they assume responsibility of a task, it is from start Start to finish. Right, right. And I think like we forget too that you have to teach kids, like you do have to teach all of those steps. Like mm-hmm. my kids find cleaning their rooms like very overwhelming. And it's funny because like Eric will say the same thing. He's like, when you say, I need help cleaning the kitchen, I walk in and it's this giant mess and I'm just like, there's so much here. Yeah. Which I can appreciate. I am somebody who like looks at a big thing and I like can immediately be like, 
bang, 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 bang. Like here yeah, all like you can like, identify. Yeah, I can like thing. chunk this out and like it is not an issue for me to work through it. And so I think we forget sometimes when we're teaching our kids to do these things that like it's the same way. You know, like when my kids walk in and they're like, oh my God, I have to clean my room. I'm like, okay, let's just start by picking up all of your clothes. Don't worry about like cleaning the whole room. Let's just like find all of our clothes. Okay, now we're going to put all of our books back on our shelf. Now we're going to pick up the toys. And I was like, see, now like now we've done only three things, but our room is clean. And like we can move on with our lives now. Yeah, it's breaking up into what seem to be more achievable chunks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than the big picture. Mm-hmm. So, and I so think- just explaining, yeah, and teaching them how to identify those out. Yeah, and then I think the hard. This is where like I struggle, and I feel like sometimes I default to being like pretty lenient and saying like you know we'll be like hey you can't have your switch or your tablet until this thing is done. But then like inevitably I get to the point where I'm so overwhelmed and I'm like, I am just tired of this and I need a mental break. So then I just like, and this is bad. I know it's not like you're supposed to be consistent, but like, and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Fuck it. Like go ahead, have like play on your switch for a little bit and we'll get back to folding your clothes later. I think like, sticking to and like enforcing it is something that is really difficult because I feel like a lot of the like bad behaviors are really like coping mechanisms on my end to be like, I am just tired of like thinking about all of this and I need some time to either just like work in peace or have you like not follow me around and ask a million questions. So like fine, eat your snacks and play on your tablets. Yeah, for so this was like a recent like revelation that me and Jesse had was we were trying like we couldn't figure out or put our finger on what was bothering us about each other's parenting because we really do mm-hmm. at our core have the same like yeah, like values and philosophies but like we couldn't really like neither of us could figure out why it was different and why it was an issue until we finally figured it out. And what it is, is that Jesse is the harder disciplinarian and less lenient, but he's not consistent. Mm -hmm. So some days not doing the dishes is fine because he's overwhelmed at work and doesn't want to deal with it. But then other days Mm -hmm. he's like, why didn't you do the dishes? This is your responsibility where I am the complete opposite. I am unwilling to not be consistent. So I won't agree. I don't enforce anything that I know that I can enforce every single time. So therefore I become this soft and just significantly more, yeah, the consequences like aren't as harsh or like the escalation isn't as harsh. Right. But it's so you come across as like softer, but right. it's But it's like, because I value consistency. Right. But it is something so. that you're like, okay, well, I can't commit to being like 
no TV for the whole evening or the whole day right. tomorrow because you failed to do X, Y, or Z um, because that feels like punishment for me <laughs> the next right. day. And so you know, just- but what I can, but what I can say is like, Hey, you have lost story time tonight or you have lost snuggle time before yeah. bedtime um, because, you know, you didn't follow through or, you know, you lose. Right. So like we, we had this great conversation of like him really value valuing like the consequences of actions mm-hmm. and I'm really valuing clear expectations and why mm-hmm. those two just weren't weaving together the way that they did. And so I would say we are much better at it now because it was identified. Um, and it just like, it was one of those moments where we're both just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's so funny. That- I feel like yes. that is that is very similar. I'm going to like ask Eric about it because I feel like that is 100% like what – maybe not like verbatim how it right. kind of plays out. But I think like there is sort of – there's just like these differences. Like I feel like a lot of times he is like – simply looking like he is looking for compliance in like I gave you instructions and I told you how to do it and I want to see you do it my way. And so like and then like similarly the consequences like can vary depending right. on like what level of irritation we're at kind of going into the interaction. Yep. Whereas like I am again, like kind of on the softer side where I'm like, I don't necessarily care how it gets done. I would just like you to take responsibility for what I have told you and show me that you can like, basically that you can like look around and see that you are being asked to contribute. And so like, I want to see you motivated as a person to just like hold up like contribute what you want to in the way that you feel capable of doing it. Like it doesn't have to be like done a specific way for me. Mm -hmm. I just want to see you get it done of your own free will. Right. (laughs) And then I'll go in and like correct and be like, okay, when I said load the dishwasher, I didn't mean put like only four things in there. I meant like, you know, look at what's in the sink and like fit as much as you can. And then like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's like, we had the same philosophy, but like we had like counterintuitive executions of the same philosophy. And so, um, I think that making sure that you're teaching our, your children, those concepts because mm-hmm. we don't want to add to our mental load. Because, like, the point is, is, like, when we have clear expectations and consequences, like, that's obviously scientifically proven, like, a great way to parent. Yeah. Yeah. But are we adding then to our mental load because we are the ones who are constantly, like, paying attention to if it's being done, monitoring the implementation of things, 
Um, managing the emotional regulation because then like there's tension, there's tension and this is the way it ends up in our house. Like when you've got those counterintuitive execution styles, <laughs> inevitably, like right. you end up like creating tension. And so then you're constantly like monitoring, like, okay, well, how are you going to feel when I point this out? And like, right. you know, as the person who who anticipates and then monitors the progress, we also get the shit end of the deal because then I feel like that's where it seems like we're, we're nagging is because yep. we're like, well, it's my job to monitor the implementation of this. And as such, I have to point out when it is not being yeah. implemented, which sometimes is often depending on what we're doing. Right. Which leaves you feeling like I am just constantly telling you, you're doing it wrong again. You're doing it wrong again. You're doing it wrong again. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. I feel like I this – I feel like the second half of the – like this list actually created a lot of really great conversation. I feel like I've got a lot of good takeaways. Yeah. Um, how I'm going to do sure. My kids are 100% getting like an optional chore chart. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I am. I'm gonna. I'm curious. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna kind of explain like what you and Jesse uncovered, and I feel like that's gonna be a good conversation between Eric and I in terms of like, because it's hard too to have that conversation. You don't want to feel like you're constantly like pointing out somebody's flaws and the things right. that like annoy you about them because i feel like in like a solid partnership we accept it's like that bluey episode where they like teach <laughs> teach the girls that like you take the good with the bad you know yeah. and we all like to some extent do that in our relationships and accept that but then it's like those non-negotiables where it's like how yes. do we <laughs> what are the things that are going to be non-negotiable for us and then how do we like communicate around those Versus mm -hmm. hen pecking each other to death because that is, we are not going to last if we do. Yeah. That. No, that is not great relationship <laughs> advice. We, we will be we'll be living in separate households very quickly yeah. if you tell me every single thing you don't like about me because I'm sure that list is extensive. Extensive. So, but yeah. It was it was just a really healthy conversation with like yeah. like here is your flaw in this execution and here is my flaw in this execution. So like how can we bring them closer together? Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah. I feel like that's great. So changing and trying to teach our kids to kind of wrap this all up and to recap changing the perception of what boys and girls learn from their mothers carrying the mental load and how you start to kind of break that generational cycle. Um, I feel like we're getting – husbands learning and modeling anticipation behaviors, I feel like we're going to – we're not going to put that on the list as like an official thing because we, yeah. we agree. That's a, The that's, ask that's is too thing. big for this statement there. So yes. the very like practical things that you can be doing are non-gendered chores, not giving your boys the once in a while chores while you're giving your girls the daily ones. And as we – as Angie very um, astutely pointed out, that doesn't mean creating – when we say pay them equally, it doesn't mean 
<laughs> creating a gender wage gap in your household. In your household. But not valuing like the daily chores that you're assigning to girls as lesser, um, you know, because they take less time saying like, oh, that's a dollar for doing the sweeping while your brother gets $5 for mowing the lawn. So kind of paying equally and I think a better way to phrase that instead of paying equally is valuing the work equally and paying accordingly. And then teaching your kids the process of anticipating decisioning, implementing, and monitoring the things that they are responsible for so that they learn that start-to-finish process. I feel like that that all seems like very shockingly actionable. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like those feel like action items and I love a good action item. <laughs> so report back next time. How does this go? Because I I am fascinated by this. Um, I think my biggest hurdle is actually going to be finding a chore that Nora will do. Yeah. It's a struggle bus at our house with Caroline. She's really good at cleaning windows. However, we have to like – we have to um... – Again, their essence was split because that is also Nora's favorite chore. Yeah. No, absolutely. clean the shit out of some windows and mirrors. But we have to ration the Windex. Otherwise, girlfriend will literally use a whole bottle. Oh, my gosh. You need to um, – I don't even use Windex. I um, bought – you can get it on Amazon. It's called the EnviroCloth. And it it's like a two-pack. It is like this cl- – um, cloth that you get wet with just water and you like wipe it over your surfaces and then it has like another like microfiber cloth that like a tight weave one that you just go over and you dry it and it is better than Windex. Okay. Zero streaks and then you do not have – because my mom has the same complaint at her house. She will like let Nora wash windows and she's like, and then I have to buy the whole bottle of Windex again. Um. So I avoid that and I just use those cloths and it's it's perfect. Um, but yes, well, currently that is the only chore that does not yeah, same. get um, a very emotional reaction. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like deep in their bones reaction. It's not like this. <laughs> very <is>. visceral. <laughs> yeah, visceral is the word I was searching for. So visceral. Like it's not just like, a, oh, man, I don't want to do that. It's like – I have lost my up. shit and I am like throwing books across the room yeah, because yeah. you ask me to fold my clothes yeah, or to pick up the toys. My favorite thing is like the second I ask her to pick up toys, be like, hey, we're going to tidy this room. I tried like this this concept where like we've got a Roomba. So like in theory, we have a little robot who will clean our floors every single day for us. And that would be a huge help. Um, So I tried this concept where I was like, okay, we're just going to like your chore at night is to pick up the, all the little things that like the Roomba can um, get stuck on. And then it like stops and doesn't do its job. And that, like, obviously was, like, the most malicious ask I could have made of her. (laughs) And so then, because I asked her to pick them up and put them away, and that was too much. So then I was like, great, here is this bin. 
all I need you to do is go around and put all the things in this bin, and then we will each be responsible for taking our things out of the bin throughout the week or at the end of the night. Right. Right? So I felt like, okay, I eliminated the put it away step. Literally all you have to do is like scoop it in, and it's not – I mean – I mean, it's not like a ton of stuff and that's right. still. And they're way closer to the ground than we are. Yes. And it's still like still resulted in the same action. So I have yet to find a thing that she is willing to. All right. Well, if you find something, let me know. <laughs> because and I will also. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. No, it's like. They're carbon copies. <laughs> we we can A-B test our daughters. Oh, that's yeah. great. You can take a list. We will make a list of chores and you can give half to Caroline and see which ones she responds positively to. And I will do the same with Nora. And then we will just know. <laughs> and then we will develop. The and then we will be reporting. like, great. Caroline responded positively to these two and Nora to these three or two or one, most likely. Uh-huh. And, and so, so therefore, therefore, these are their grouping of chores because we yes. know. Because they we know. copy and paste each other. <laughs> Those girls. I love them. We love them. Anyway, this was great. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds Bye. good. Bye.